With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. We are not monolithic. There are so many ways in which all of us as Black women, as people in the world, can exist. And our intention is to create that space for Black women to be their fullest selves without judgment. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. All right, our quote of the day. The power of Black sisterhood means so much Because as Black women, it's important for us to come together and lift each other to support all of the positive images instead of all the negative images we see. We have to join forces, and I think we're more powerful together than we are split apart. And that quote comes to us from Natori Naughton. And I'm going to say it one more time for the folks in the back. Because it's a mouthful, but it's a word. The power of Black sisterhood means so much because as Black women, it's important for us to come together and lift each other up to support all of the positive images instead of all of the negative images we see. We have to join forces, and I think we're more powerful together than we are split apart. Now, T, we've been cultivating this sisterhood here for five years now. And somebody who might be listening today might be tuning in for the very first time. Lady, if that's you, you got 250 episodes to catch up on. So get your tea, get your wine, your coffee, whatever your favorite drink is, and catch these gems. But tea, for the 
for the person who is listening for the first time, who are you? Oh, dag, we jumping right on in. Okay, okay. Wow. Well, let me just, I'm thinking about the quote that you shared real quick, Dom. I just want to share something about that before diving into who I am, which feels like such a loaded question. I'm thinking about the journey that we've had together for five years and who I was then compared to who I am now. There's so much there. But as far as this quote, Dom, I love the quote. And I I think that the power of Black sisterhood is just so special. And I think about moments in my life where there's just something about us. You know, we, we say, I love us for real. There's just something about Black culture and Black people and us communing together in safe spaces. I think about when I was going to church regularly, like I grew up in church and I think about those times where I just had amazing connections and experiences with Black women. I think about going to conferences. I think about the professional realm. And I think about all of these different spaces where I've had transformative life experiences because of the wisdom of Black women, because of Black women holding space for me, because of the love and support of Black women. I think about when I gave birth to my daughter at home and I had this incredible birth team of Black women there with me, right? And just what that meant for me. And I feel like anytime we link up, anytime Black women come together with a purpose and intentionality, something magical happens. And we're going to tell you a little bit about how you can join us for that in a bit, lady, because we have our live show tomorrow, okay? But before we before we get into that, as far as who I am, gosh, Dom, I don't even know how to answer this question. I am a podcaster, clearly, because we had this podcast and have been doing this for five years. But to be honest, Dom, I feel like I'm in a stage of transition and like, like evolving and figuring out who I am at this point, because I feel like I've changed so much. When, when we first started the podcast, I was, I had my three words. It was a podcaster, speaker, and brand strategist. And I was really heavy with my online brand and helping people build brands. I was also trying to conceive with my husband. We were trying to start a family for a while. I was working in tech. And yeah, we were just embarking on this new journey together. And so much has happened over the course of that time. I wrote a book. I ended up having my baby girl, who's two years old now, still podcasting, still working in tech. But I'm also in a stage of figuring out who I am at this stage in my 30s. I think I was in my 20s when we first started. So now being in my 30s, figuring out who I am, what do I want out of life and where I want to go and what that looks like public facing, right? Like, what does it look like for me to share this new aspect of who I am? And so I think I'm in a stage of reinventing myself and finding myself at this stage in life. And I think the beautiful thing about that, Dom, that I've learned from many mentors is that it's never too late to start over again. It's never too late to reinvent yourself. One of my mentors, she has literally had, I call her like a serial entrepreneur because she's had so many different careers and she always reinvents herself with grace. And there's no shame in saying, you know what? I'm finished with this chapter. I'm going to start something new. So that is what I will say about who I am today. Hope that answers the question. But I want to... Love that. I love that Does that make sense? Okay. Thank you, girl. Thank you. What about you, Dom? Who are you? And also, how have you changed over the past five years of us working together? Yeah. So... You know, when I think of those those three words, right, that like you have on like your LinkedIn profile, right? I'm a podcaster, a licensed psychologist and an educator. When we first started the podcast, 
I was in the Bay Area. I was living in Oakland, working in San Francisco. And I was working in a college counseling center, struggling to pass the licensing exam and also teaching part-time. And over the course of these last five years, I've passed that licensing exam, opened up my own private practice, have moved to closer to Southern California, living in Ventura, working in Santa Barbara. And yeah, let's see, what else? How else has life changed? I think about my family. There have been changes. I'm single, but I think about like my extended family and the changes that have happened within my extended family. So connecting with my birth father and his whole family and that whole process. And it's been a journey personally and professionally. And a lot of it has been documented on the podcast. And I think the beautiful thing about what we're doing in with the podcast is that we have been so transparent in wanting to share our stories and share our authentic selves that there is a lot about us that you do know. Obviously, you know, one of my favorite quotes comes from the my favorite book, Their Eyes Were Watching God. And it talks about there are some things that a woman needs to keep to herself. And so there are some things that, lady, you just aren't going to know about me because it's not for public consumption. But generally speaking, you all get access to a lot of our lives because a lot of our life informs the topics that we bring and the things, the stories that we share on this podcast. Oh, Dom. Okay. I appreciate you sharing that. And it made me think of a couple other things. I feel like we're just, we're just kind of flowing with each other right now. Cause I feel like, okay, you said a couple of things that made me think of other topics. So one of the things you mentioned was just this journey in general, how things have changed. When you look back at our podcasting journey, what is there anything one are there any episodes that stand out to you that you're like oh my gosh I, this is really memorable and then also I'm gonna hit you with a two-pointer so any episodes that are memorable and then is there anything about our journey that you wish you would have known or something that you know now that you wish you would have known back then okay that's a tough one okay so episodes that stand out okay there are a couple of episodes that stand out to me the first episode is our episode with King Noir and Jet Setting Jasmine. And that episode stands out to me because one, we have a couple that's on the, uh, that's, that we're interviewing. And it wasn't the, it, it's not the only couple that we've interviewed, but having that dynamic of interviewing a couple, but then also talking about, the porn industry and talking about the work that they do in a way that dispels so many myths about what sex work is, right? And so like 
I thoroughly enjoyed that episode and the chemistry between them and what they radiate in engaging with other people was just so beautiful to me. And, and so that episode stands out. Our manifestation episode stands out. When we did our workshop, that stands out to me. There's so many, as, like as, as we're talking, there's so many episodes that keep that are coming back to me. And, and lady, again, we have over 250 episodes. So it's, it's a lot of content to, to think through if there was something that I would do differently or wish I knew when we started. Yes. I wish I had a better mic when we first started because <laughs> we okay. did buy mics. We did buy mics because yeah. Dom got a mic, y'all. Dom we got a mic, did, y'all. We did have mics. But yeah, our, our mics, you know, I think we just continuously work on improving what we do as we go along. I think a better mic. And I think the thing that I've that I also would tell myself back then when we started was just a reminder to trust the process, right? Y'all know that's like my favorite phrase, right? To to trust the process and like and know that things work out how they are supposed to. So even though our mics might not have been the best, look at us now. Again, 250 episodes in. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, lady. Have you ever been listening to the podcast and been like, damn, I wish I could be in the same room with Dr. Dom, T, and the other listening ladies? Well, you ain't the only one. Dom and I often talk about how we wish we could bring our authentic sisterhood energy to you in real life. So... On Saturday, July 8th, 2023 at 7 p.m., we are hosting a live podcast show and meet and greet in Oakland, California. And guess what? Lady, you're invited. We even have an exclusive VIP experience where you can meet with us one-on-one and attend a twerk class with us if you so choose. Did somebody say, oh, you Blatchett? Ew. The first 25 people to register will be entered into a raffle to win a Cultivating Herspace podcast swag bag worth more than $250. Visit herspacepodcast.com to learn more and register today before tickets sell out. Yes, 250 episodes, five years, millions of downloads, incredible guests on the show like Yvonne Orji, Rhonda yes. Ross, Joy Taylor, Dr. Tama, oh. Dr. Joy from Therapy for Black Girls. I mean, think about all the pictures that Cargill, we get. Like Rachel Cargo, Dr. Yes. Romney. Dr. Yes. Romney, yes. All oh. the incredible guests and like where we've come from. And the fact that our, I mean, y'all, we started from zero, right? Started from the bottom. We started from the bottom. Now we're here, like, we for here. real. For real. And so to think about like thousands of reviews on iTunes and just, it's so wild because we didn't know that it was going to become this. I mean, yes, I think everyone right. dreams like, oh, it'd be great if, if I had a successful podcast, but we literally just leaned into our pure mission to create this safe space for Black women. And it makes me think about the conversation we had with Rookie this morning, Dom, our trademark attorney, where we were talking about like you said, trusting the process and realizing that you can't tweak or improve what hasn't begun. And as a recovering yes. perfectionist, that is something I'm constantly telling myself where it's like, you know what, if you are struggling to take action on something, whether it be going back to school or starting that business or getting out in the relationship game or starting a podcast, whatever it might be, set a goal to just go out and fail 10 times. That way you take the pressure off yourself. You're just like, you know what, I'm just going to go show up. Whether it might be like, I want to go take salsa dancing class. That's one of my next personal goals is just to go out and do it. And when I tell you, it's so interesting when you are an expert in some areas of life, but then you're a novice in others. I love that. that I love that dichotomy because it keeps me humble. Like yes. I started a new job recently and I was at, I was, y'all know I'm obsessed with Asana. I was at Asana before we use Asana to manage the podcast. We used to record the podcast at Asana in their studio. 
We had our first photo shoot at Asana. Like Asana has been such a great integral part of my personal journey, but also the podcast journey. And so now at my new company that I'm at, I went from being the superstar at Asana to now, what do they say? You went from being a hero to a zero at this new company because now I don't know anything. I'm learning. I have to humble myself and be the student, right? Because people are teaching me, but it's like, you got to start somewhere. So if you set a goal to go out there, you know what? I'm just going to go out here. I'm going to, I'm going to go fail 10 times. Well, each time you fail, it's really a lesson and it's getting you closer to the desired outcome. So I think that's what we've done in this journey of podcasting, literally failed forward from having bad tech because those, the technology was so wishy-washy in the beginning, me trying to do the editing, not being an engineer and just trying to figure that out, having problematic conversations and making mistakes and have to like, and choosing you know, which route we're going to go. That's a, that's a memorable moment for me, Don, where we had that moment of recording an episode. And I said some things that were deemed to be problematic. And I was, this was before cancellation, I think, Oh Lord, thank goodness. And we recorded another episode to address that. I think about feedback that we've gotten from people that wasn't the best people disagreeing with our perspectives or the way that we talked about a, a, a topic and us trying to figure out on the back end, like, how do we feel about feedback? How do we deal with this? Cause now we're right. becoming more well-known. So there's just, there's so much to this journey. Yes. So let's take us back T. take us back to that magical moment when we first met. Tell, tell the folks how we, tell the folks how we met. Okay, so this is how I remember it, Dom. So I remember, I can say the school, right? Because yes, you, you can. Okay, so I remember one of my homegirls, right? Just to kind of give y'all backstory. So one of my homegirls who I used to know or who I used to work with at St. John's University when I lived in Queens, New York, she was working at USF, right? University of San Francisco, right? Yep. And she was gearing up for their multicultural summit or something. And because her and I had worked together and I spoke at plenty of her events at St. John's, she was like, oh, T, you should come and speak at this event. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I believe I was doing a workshop and maybe like a keynote, one or the other. Yep. I think I spoke there twice, but I did. I think it was my power of the P, the power of the push was my yes. presentation. Um, yes. And I remember, I literally remember the conference, the little conference room that I was in. And I remember there being like a lot of diverse students there. I feel like you were sitting on, you were sitting on the left side, Dom. I was in there presenting. And after the presentation, we ended up connecting and kindred spirits, great vibes. You have really good energy. And it was just like, oh, hey girl, how are you? I'm pretty sure you're like, oh, the presentation was great. I was like, oh, nice to meet you. What do you do? And you told me how you were a psychologist and a professor at the university. And from there we were like, okay, let's connect. Let's, you seem like a good person. Let's connect and let's try to figure out one, learn more about each other, but also figure out if we have any alignment by way of things that we're interested in and a possible collaboration. So at this point, life was busy for both of us. And we were just like, okay, you know, I think we were texting here and there like, hey girl, does this time work? Does this day work? Long story Ooh. short, it took about six months for us it to did. finally oh. meet again. Well, boy, was that one hell of a meeting. So we finally had a chance to meet and we decided to go to this black owned restaurant in San Francisco called Hazel's that was on Market Street. I think after the pandemic, they shut down, but we went to the restaurant and I don't know about you, but it kind of gave me that, it was kind of that feeling of, you know, Hazel's has like a really nice vibe. I think there's like pool yes. tables and the food is bomb. And it's like a dimly lit spot. And Dom and I were sitting in these comfy individual sofas at this table. And I feel like everything else was just like a blur, Dom. And it was just you and I in that room. That's what it felt like. 
And we were like, yes, okay, who are you? What are your strengths? Like, what are your goals in life? Like, it was just like very intentional, like an intentional bond and friendship that was on the verge of being built. And I remember when we were there chatting, we both said, we want to do something for black women. Like, we don't really know what it is, but we know we want to do something for black women because there feels, it feels like there's a void in the market, a void in the space. And we want to create something that we would benefit from, but also that our community would benefit from. And so we ended up at the end of the night determining that even though we don't know how the hell to do no podcast, we don't even know what it entails. It felt like the most reasonable thing for us to do because we both had such busy schedules and hopping on the mic and talking is sometimes a lot easier than writing content. So that's kind of the story of how I remember us meeting. Remember that exactly. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. That's how I remember it as well. I remember also thinking like, you know, for me being new to the Bay Area, part of my thought was that because at that point when we first met, I hadn't been there a year yet. And so I was like, okay, I need to figure out, I need to network and make connections. And, but I'd also said that, you know, I've made friends in every stage of my life. I have friends. and. But as like a grown, grown adult, because at this point I'm in my mid thirties, like as a grown, grown adult, making friends requires some level of intentionality, right? And making friends outside of the workplace requires some intentionality. And I was also in a space where I was trying to grow personally and wanted to make sure that I was showing up in a way that reflected who I was in that moment. And I think we connected because we had a sh- we had that shared goal of wanting to connect black women, wanting to help black women, but also because we were both in spaces of wanting to be intentional in our own personal connections with folks. I could not agree with that more, Dom. I think that that is something that I thought about a lot after we met. I was like, okay, I've never created a brand with someone. Because when you think about creating a brand and a business with someone, that's like a marriage. It is a contract. It is a partnership. And we often, y'all have probably heard us say this if you've listened to the podcast for a while, we co-parent this podcast. This is our baby. And we're literally like co-parents. And so after our conversation, I remember reflecting like, Oh my gosh, like what this is a this is a big step. If we do decide to move into this direction together, like this is a big step. And I remember us having, I feel like we had, we just were very intentional. I think we had something written on like strengths and areas for opportunity and like mm-hmm. how we plan to show up. And it was just such a beautiful arrangement that we had. And now look at us five years later, right? And so I think one of the things that we want to share with you, lady, is just our vision goal and like the why behind it. We talk about wanting to create a safe space for black women, but I know for me personally, Dom, I have been in situations where I, although I've had amazing experiences with black women, I've also experienced some situations where they have been less than pleasant, right? Where you have like mean girl vibes and energy, or I've gone to places and I feel like I was being judged or I was being perceived a certain way, or I wasn't being invited in, or I just felt like I was left out. And so I know for me, although I'm sure I've had, you know, had stages in my life when I was younger, for sure, when I was 
exuding mean girl energy. That is totally not my vibe and energy today. Like I'm just so compassionate, open, loving, especially to our black women. And so being able to create a space where you can be vulnerable, you can talk about your successes and and be celebrated genuinely, but also talk about the ways in which you're struggling. Like I love the fact that we can show up on the podcast, Dom, as professional women. And I can talk about the goals that I've accomplished, but I can also say, you know what? I'm struggling with depression today. I'm feeling a little, mm, I'm feeling a little low, feeling a little bad about myself today. My confidence is a little low. I got this breakout. I'm just, I'm not feeling my body today. Like just being honest about it and being human. I think that's really important. And so I just always honestly wanted to create a a safe space that was a space that I wish I had frequently, if that makes sense. So that's, Yeah. yeah, that's my vibe. And I, and I think to add to that, I think part of what we wanted to also do is create show uh, show that it's okay to be multifaceted, right? And I know that some of the conversations that we've had over the years is, okay, how do we want to frame this? Because like for me, like I'm a licensed therapist out here in these streets, like, and what does that look like for someone to see a therapist openly talking about sex, right? Or even sharing more about their personal lives because what we were taught in school was that you have to be kind of like a blank slate and people don't get to know who you really are. And as I reflect back over the course of these years and also just thinking about like, you know, I'm 40 now. And just from like a developmental, like growth perspective, just for myself, witnessing within myself, this level of no fucks, right. And recognizing that I have become way more comfortable in my skin in terms of who I am and recognize and becoming more comfortable in showing all of who I am in professional settings, right? And wanting to also bring that to the podcast and showing other women that it's safe, that it's okay to have a whole PhD out here in these streets and do and participate in twerk church. Yes. Yes. That is so important. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's definitely another aspect that we talked about celebrating the multifaceted woman. And I know when we first started the podcast, we were really on the fence about, we were really mindful, right? About our, our, what is it? Our, our reputation, but also the perception of us. And I remember us having a conversation where we were like, okay, I know for me before I, you know, joined this cold venture with you, Dom, I had previous brands and I would say they were very clean. Like I didn't talk, I, I would, I had a certain polished image that I wanted to portray because even though I'm black shit and I got my ratchet side and my, my best friend has known about this since we were teen, like before we were teenagers. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying 
possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I am also like one of the eldest, I guess you could say. Like I'm kind of like viewed as like the eldest, right? Uh, and my siblings look up to me and I have young people as a motivational speaker, I would be going into schools. And so I was very mindful about what I'm putting online and how I'm portraying myself. But like you said, now I don't know if it's about something about the thirties and the stage that I'm in, but now I'm in a space where I'm like, I'm not living for anyone else. And I've started to slowly come out in a way into mm-hmm. who I really am. And although I'm not going to share all the aspects with everyone, there is a lot more that I want to share. And so I've been slowly like on social media, priming people like, Hey, my brand is no longer for young people. Don't tell you. I can't wait till you get to 40 girl. Oh, oh, don't say that. Listen, girl, I might be, Oh girl, don't get me started. I might, it might be wild when I'm 40, because let me tell you, it already feels wild right now, but I've been slowly telling people like, don't tell your kids that I'm the role model. Cause people used to always say like, Oh my daughter, I want to be like you when you grow up. I'm like, don't tell her that now. And although even I have a, even though I have a daughter, Dom, 
And even though I'm married, there's still, I think that it's still important to be an individual and figure out who you are as a as a being and not by the yes. roles that you're tied to. And so now like I posted some twerking videos now and I'm letting people know like, y'all gonna see more of this ass. I'm in the gym working on this ass. Y'all gonna see more of this ass, okay? But I want people to know that one, like you said, you can be a professional woman and there's a time and a place for everything. And who knows, like at our, at our live event tomorrow, we're going to be on stage sharing our stories. And then after we're going to be twerking at ass in yep. twerk church, because we're having a twerk workshop lady after our live event for the VIP session. So yeah, Dom, I think that celebrating the multifaceted woman is amazing. And I think it's important. And I love the fact that we've had ministers on the show, like Dr. Tama, and we're able to ask her during the OU Blatchett segment, you going to twerk or you going to two-step? And I think she said she's going to do both, right? And so being able to see these educated Black women who are showcasing other aspects of themselves that exist within many of us, I think it's so liberating. And I think that it's also a spectrum, Dom. Like everyone doesn't yes. have to be online twerking if they, if they don't want to. But I think right. that if some of us feel inclined to do that and express that sensuality and that sexuality, it's okay. It's not for everyone, but for those that it is for, do your thing, boo. Yes, yes. And I think it's about creating space for who it is for, right? Like in recognizing, like you said, that there is there is a spectrum, there is we are not monolithic. There are so many ways in which all of us as Black women, as people in the world, can exist. And our intention is to create that space for Black women to be their fullest selves without judgment. I have a question for you, Don. So... I know within myself, one of the things that as I'm building this new brand for myself and figuring out how much of myself do I want to share with the world? What does it look like? Do I want to start an OnlyFans? Not necessarily to be like showing my pussy and nothing crazy like that. Because that's that's a bit, that's that's a lot for me. But again, no judgment to those that might do that. That's just not where I am. But I might twerk my ass on there. But I don't know. I don't, I'm still trying to figure out what it looks like for me. My question for you is when you we see people like Meg the Stallion, right? We see her twerking online, we see Ari twerking online, right? I see in the comments, there's like a, it's kind of going back and forth, right? There are some people saying, oh yeah, get it girl. Your body looks bomb, twerk that ass, whatever. And then there are the comments that, oh my gosh, that's all she ever do. All she do is twerk her ass. And I'm very mindful of the dialogue there. And I know that some people are triggered by women showing their bodies and twerking. So I want to know, what do you think about that conversation around, oh, why they always got to be twerking or just around women having ownership of their bodies and expressing it in the way they want to. So if someone wants to show their pussy wherever they want to show it, like, what are your thoughts on that whole conversation? Show okay. it. Like there is a space for everyone. Mm. And I think the thing is, is that because of the society that we live in, this patriarchal masculine, you know, society where it's how are things catered to heterosexual men, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it is not about them. Can we stop making it yeah. about the men? Mm-hmm. How 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 do we do that? Just so I'm clear or just so we're all clear. So I think how we stop making it about them is we stop caring about what they say. And we stop formulating our opinions based on them. Right. And I and I want to be clear that it is this is a more nuanced and complex conversation around how men engage with women and how 
you know, there's conversations back and forth about, well, she should be, women should be covered up and, you know, how they dress determines the attention that they get. We should learn to reign in ourselves, reign in our own judgments and allow people to be themselves. Allow people to express who they want to be, who they authentically are. Listen, if if I had an ass like Meg the Stallions, you might see more of my ass out here in these streets. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. You know, body positivity. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, Dom, I think about Caribbean culture, right? And I think about yes. people who are raised around that environment. I, okay. So, and of course, being in San Francisco, right? We just had Pride. And then we also have like the Folsom Street Fair here every year. And you see people walking around nude. Like we saw somebody like, butt ass naked, woman walking the street, butt ass naked with her backpack on. And part of me, I'm always mindful of the kids. So and when I say all everything I'm saying, lady, it's always like protect the kids, right? There are certain things, especially without context, I think kids just don't need to be exposed to or see. But when we're talking about adults here, I'm like, if, they, if certain things are normalized, like you're accustomed to seeing titties and ass and stuff like that. Like, it's not a big deal to you. So I, like, I love- Even I for love, kids, if it's normalized for kids- to That's see, true. To see people walking yes. around nude, then yes. it's not, a, if it's normalized, then it's not- Taboo. Yes. It's not like this icky thing that we have to hide from. And I do think that if it's normalized, then it's not a big deal because I love showing off my body. And there's, I mean, I've worked so hard on it. I'm like, I want to show this body off. It's sexy. I'm not going to look like this when I'm 80. So I'm like, I better get the, I better show off and do my thing. And to, and I love to do it for myself, but also just to be able to share. And so when I think about that, Dom, it makes me, it makes me think about the fact that, like you said, when we do create space for that, it becomes normalized right so like and I find myself really trying to restrain myself so for instance when I wear something outside like I probably only wore worn shorts in SF like one time and the one time I walk outside with shorts on somebody calls out the window and of course it's a guy and I'm like damn but it's also 50 degrees half the year I'm sorry I had to just throw that in it's always cold here it'd be cold as hell the cold is cold as shit here but it's like I feel like a lot of times it's the men that make it difficult to really be in our in our full selves and show off the way we want to, because it's always like, Oh, is this person going to try to, they already try to talk to you when you're walking down the street, right? Cat calling and all that, but you don't feel safe sometimes. And it makes me think about Sukihana, right? Sukihana is a concert. I'm going to say she's like a controversial rapper and influencer, I guess. And she's done a lot of sexually, she's had a lot of sexually explicit content online and she's very open about sex and what she desires and all these things. And she says a lot of things for, I I believe it's shock value, right? But there was an incident recently where she was on a podcast and she was also at an event and these men were just coming on to her in a way that you could see that she was visibly uncomfortable and she wasn't interested in the attention they were giving her. And so there were conversations online with people going back and forth about, well, she's so sexual, da 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 da. And I was just like, y'all really got it twisted. Just because a woman is sexual and can come online and say, you know, I like to suck dick or whatever it might be, doesn't mean that that means all the dicks in the world. Like she wants y'all lined up at her door with your dicks out. Like, no, whoever she gives consent to and who she's interested in, that's who she's referring to. And I think, like exactly. you said, a lot of it, a lot of it comes back to men. 
and then being reprogrammed to realize that we are not commodities. Just because you see something that looks good to you doesn't mean that you have to, yo, you don't need to say anything. Like keep your thoughts and your hands to yourself. And if a woman is interested, she'll engage or maybe she'll give you a signal or she'll let you know that it's okay. So I think that a lot of it does have to do with just society in general, having like a reprogramming of the way that we think about women and sexuality and body autonomy and things like that. What are you thinking? And I think that that's exactly why we created this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. That we created it so that it would be a space for Black women in particular to feel comfortable, to feel safe, to feel welcomed, to be their authentic selves and to see from the from the conversations that we have to see themselves reflected in the topics that we cover right yeah, yeah. and and know that there there is space for black women to be whoever it is you feel comfortable being so t Yes. I'm a I'm I'm a switch it up a little bit. Okay. So over the course of these five years, mm-hmm. right? In creating this space for for black women, right? Creating this space where they are feeling healed, empowered, and resilient. And lady, if you didn't catch that, that is the her acronym, Healing Empowerment Resilience. And what what are the lessons or some of the things that you've learned from us being in business together over these last five years? Okay, that's a really great question. I low-key wish I would have prepared for this because I know I'm going to listen back to this and be like, oh, damn, I should have said this. But let's oh, just go off the dome. To me, girl. It always, always happens, happens. Right? Let's just go off the dome. Every episode. Every episode, right? Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to say number one is the power of delegation and having a team. Oh, So I yes, just was so reminded, grateful. so grateful for our team. Shout out to Jules and Ashley, Daniel and Jay. Like our team is, so helpful because they really allow us to, when you have a team, it allows you to focus more on the strategic side of the business. Right. And it frees you up to be able to do more. And so we were hands-on, like extremely hands-on doing all the things solo in the beginning. And we were, when we were able to get a team that was really impactful for us, I would say having a team and delegation, I would say, no, like, I don't, I don't know if we, we can always cut this out if you feel like this is too much information to share, but I feel like we have we didn't start this podcast to be to like make money. I I mean we don't pay ourselves. No, that's we're not facts. like like they get yeah, to know. Like, yeah, like we're not like profitable, but we we've invested thousands of dollars into this podcast to get started. And now that we have sponsorships and we're making money, our money goes to our team because we have to pay the people that work with us, and then it goes back into the business. So we're not making any money. We have a live show tomorrow yet. that we're hosting. Yet, not yet. Yeah, not yet. But like just so y'all know, like we're five years into this and. This is where we are. We're still working full time. We're still hustling. But when you think about people, just Dom, and you might be able to shout out some names. When you think about people who are super successful now, they was grinding for a long time oftentimes, right? They were grinding for for a long time. And some people don't want to travel that journey and they just want to see the end result. And so I'm appreciative of this journey that we've had because once we get to the millions, 
And once we get to the, you know, we we flying our team out first class and we're doing all that, we'll be so much more appreciative of that stage because we we've gone through, we we've been in the trenches. So I would say, okay, we got delegation, we have investing in ourselves. I would say also building our relationship outside of the podcast. I think that's yes. important. And also mm-hmm. just thinking about what type of relationship do we want to have? Because I do think that sometimes you're in relationship with someone or you work with someone and maybe you're just like, you know what? I like us being professional, professional colleagues and keeping it at that. But I know we also connect outside of work, outside of the podcast and create space and time to have one-on-one time where we're prioritizing our connection, where we're catching up on the tea of our lives because it'd be <laughs> juicy. Y'all think we talk about shit on this podcast, the shit we talk about outside? It'd be <laughs> juicy. It'd be juicy. So stuff like that, I feel like there might be another one, but I'm going to ask you the same question. Don. What have you learned about being a business together for the past five years? I'm going to piggyback off of the last, the last one that you mentioned and just being intentional about building the relationship. You know, I, what I appreciate is that what we've cultivated with our team as well, that we have looked at how we are treated on the various full-time jobs that we've had. And we have taken the lessons from that and brought that into how we show up as business owners and bosses with our team. And I'm very proud of how we engage with our team. That we still clearly are very about our business, but we are also people first. We put people first. Um, Our team, but also I think about our interview processes. Like when we've interviewed folks, we have been so intentional with the, you know, how you get the rejection email, which we call, I forget, mm-hmm. I think we call it something else, but we've been so intentional about how we deliver the news and we want people to feel dignified. So I, I think we do a good job of treating people the way we want to be treated. And if, if someone doesn't want to be treated the way we want to be treated, we give feedback on how do they want to be treated so we can treat them the way right. they want to be treated. So I didn't mean to interrupt Don, but I had to piggyback off of that. Anything else that you feel like you've learned from this business relationship and just us being in business over the past five years? Five years, damn. I know, I know. I think about communication and the importance of communication, right? That we have to, because we are running this business together, we have to communicate when things are getting in the way of us being able to show up. Right. When things are going really well. So I think we're also like part of our communication with each other is we give all the feedback. Right. So it's and we keep each other abreast of what is going on. So when there's good things happening personally and professionally, we're sharing that. Right. When there are things that might be interfering with how we might show up, we share that. And when There are things that we might need support with. We communicate that as well. Like we like we are constantly in communication. And it's been a lesson for me in how do you really want to show up in your relationships, right? And so there's that the communication, the intentionality in the relationships. And then the final thing is protecting your business and your brand. And so thinking about, you know, we were in conversation earlier with our trademark attorneys, shout out to Ricky the Plug. 
and how important it was for us to trademark our name. And I think about that process of we started out as Her Space Podcast. And some people still call us Her Space. And it makes sense because you look at our social, all of our social media handles, our email account, all of that still says Her Space, right? But once we learned that we couldn't trademark Her Space and we needed to pivot, as we mentioned on our, in our conversation with Rookie, like that involves some grieving to allow us to say, okay, well, we've been at this for almost two years and now we have to change? What? And then saying, okay, well, wait, this is an opportunity to rebrand because we also learned right around that same time that the logo that we had, that we paid someone to create for us, they actually didn't create, that they actually pulled it off of the internet somewhere and decided to put our name on it and sell it to us. And so, you know, those were those were learning lessons, right? Like, how do you really protect your brand? Excellent, Dom. I'm so happy you shared that. I do want us to talk a bit about what we look forward to in the next few years, but I do yes. want to just pivot. I'm going to pivot real quick, Dom. And just to, lady, as you listen, I just want to also emphasize the fact that, I don't know why I feel emotional right now, but the the work that we do, right, to release this podcast every Friday for the past five years, it takes an incredible amount of work. Yes. Like, Dom, I'm thinking about <laughs> the consistency. Ooh, the consistency, but I, I'm be like also uh, as as energizing as it is to have this brand and to be able to do this work and what a privilege it is. Like, I be so tired sometimes. Like, th- we're going through a very rough, like not rough, but like a very busy season right now. So, working full time, I have a ton of personal stuff going on. Like so much personal stuff that's like weighing on many aspects of my life. And then we have full-time jobs. You got family, you got, you know, you got family stuff where people are pulling on you and asking for stuff. And then we're planning a live event in the midst of all this. And I think about the fact that this morning at seven o'clock, right. We were up to do an interview. Mm -hmm. Well, let's be clear. The interview started at seven. So we were up well before that to be ready for the interview. Yes. So I was probably up at like five something, getting prepped up, making sure my baby girl's good, getting ready for the interview. Then full-time job, long ass day, doing work. Then picking up the baby, getting ready so we can meet now to record this podcast episode. And then we still have live event stuff to do later. So there are some days where I'm like, we're literally like, we are so looking forward to the day that this really, really, I mean, it's taken off already, but like where we go to the next level, because it is so, it's so much work. It's a lot of work. And I'm so grateful for our partnership because I feel like there are ways in which you fill the gaps and areas that I may miss and we can divvy up work and vice versa. And it's so nice to have a team member that you can depend on yes. who's reliable, who can have my social security number and my address and my personal and, information. And, and I feel and, safe. And you're going to be right. Yeah. I don't like You have my car, like my care, take my car, go do like, I, I feel safe like that. Is, you don't always get that. And so to have that type of rapport and connection, I am so grateful for you, Dom, and so grateful for what we built together. And so I just wanted to call out, lady, like, yeah, it might look like, oh, yeah, y'all popping, y'all got this. But this shit takes a lot it of fucking work. work. It takes so much work and so much sacrifice. Sacrifice that people don't see all the time, you know? Yes, so my family wanna... could tell you. Like, I might be traveling to visit family 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, hold on, y'all. I got a podcast thing I got to do. Keep it down, y'all. Keep it down, right? <laughs> or they might be visiting me and I might be like, all right, I'm about to be locked up in my room. I need y'all to keep it down because I'm recording and I can hear when y'all get loud and crazy. So come on now, keep it quiet. We, we, you not on, you not on the episode. So <laughs> keep it quiet, you know? But I do want to say it does get better. So keep pushing wherever yes. you are on your journey, lady. But just be realistic with yourself that there are going to be some days that feel hard. You will have some days where you be crying. Okay. Cause we'd be crying. I'd be crying. It, it's tough. But speaking of the things that we are looking forward to, there's so much more that we're looking forward to. And I'm just going to shout out a couple of things. I do want to say one on July 8th, which is Saturday. If you're listening to this episode, that means it's tomorrow. Okay. At 7 p.m. in Oakland, California, we are hosting our very first live show in Oakland. Okay. So we're so excited. We're going to have the vibes. Okay. We got drinks. We got refreshments. We have photographer. We have Dom and I are going to be on stage doing the live show, but we're going to have icebreakers and a chance for you to build community and network with other folks. And then we're going to have a VIP experience where we're going to have Brazy the twerk goddess. The twerk queen herself is going to be in the building. Hey, Brazy. And we're going to be twerking that ass after we get off stage. And it's going to be such an amazing experience. Just positivity and good vibes. So head on over to herspacepodcast.com so you can get your tickets. And we hope to see you there and meet you in person. So we hope to do more of that. But the thing is, lady, as you listen, like if you're a huge fan of the show, we need to hear from you. We need to see your support. And the best way for you to communicate with us is is Instagram. That's typically where we are. That's where we poll our audience. So be engaged with our content. Like when you, you know, I know you're busy and life is busy, but if you're on a toilet one day and you're just like, oh, I got to, I got to take a poop and you're just going to be there anyway. It happens. It happens. We human. Yo girl, go to our, go to her space podcast on Instagram, go like some posts, go comment, go see what our story is doing because the more feedback you provide us with, the better we'll be able to cater the content to you. But also we can't be hosting live shows if people don't show up. So we need y'all to really support wherever you are. Let us know what city to come through. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. Like speak to us because we are, our ears are wide open. We're here for you. We created this for you. This ain't for us. We're not making money yet. Okay, I told y'all, this is for you. So let us know so we can show up. But we're going to be making money real soon. So yeah, I would say the live show is one thing, Dom. What else are we looking forward to in the next few years? Well, we're hoping to host retreats, right? Like we want to be able to spend days with you all and really just being in community and focusing on our wellness and our healing and our growth together, right? Like we want to be able to find ourselves in a nice, beautiful island location somewhere where All the meals are provided for us and everything is for our wellness, right? And there's massages and we do yoga and we go on walks and nothing tedious, but we drink and maybe we throw that ass in a circle at the end of the night because we having a good time. And a little bit of weed. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever your pleasure, whatever your pleasure, some edibles, whatever it is, whatever it is. We want to continue to build community with you. We want to be able to not just have you all listening to us, but we want you all to be able to actually see us and engage with us because we are like, we're like real people out here. We're normal people out here in these streets. Like we do everything that you do. 
We create this podcast. We create our episodes for you, lady. And so the live show, we want to host retreats. And if you have ideas on things that you would like to see us do, again, let us know because cultivating her space is your space. Mic drop. And with that, Dom and I, are we done? Should we head to the we after show? head to the after All show. Right. So yeah. visit herspacepodcast.com. Click on Patreon if you want to tune into the after show or see us on video. And if you don't know what we look like and you're listening and you feel the vibes, go to our Instagram so you can see us as well. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of a happy life. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.